What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. Isn't that right, Mr. Juice? Yes! I am your host for the show, Brian Ruka, and with me, as always, over there is producer Juice. He's holding it down, telling the truth, as always, ladies and gentlemen. All day, every day, just living truth. The truth box. That's my man over there. Truth over facts! (laughs) All right. So today we got a great show for you. Before we jump into the topics of the day, please don't forget to go visit wethepatriotsusa.org and look for uh, the link that's focusing on my case that we're trying to take up against the Boston public school system for trying to trans our children. We got to stop this stuff right where it's at, guys. If we don't throw some money towards it, I know times are tough. A couple bucks here and there would be such a big, big help. But we got to do this because uh, this is going to force public school systems to have to create a whole different set of uh, curriculum for kids that decide to opt out for this trans nonsense. And the public schools aren't going to be able to do this. So essentially, they're just going to be able to uh, they're going to have to start just teaching regular English classes again. They're going to have to start teaching regular math classes again. None of this woke underlining BS that's hidden and manipulated and uh propagandized into every one of their little subjects that they're teaching these days. So please visit wethepatriotsusa.org and uh, take a look at my case that's on there. We're trying to raise some funds so that they can go forward with the case. And um, they're looking to bring it federal so that this will affect public school systems throughout the country. Okay, so pretty big deal. Please, we need your help. So please visit that site, wethepatriotsusa.org. All right. On the show today, Mr. Juice we got plenty of topics coming your way. We're going to talk about the decline in the number of people in this country that say they believe in God. And uh, surprise, surprise, they all tend to be from one side of the aisle. Shocker. Um, We're also going to talk about the CEO of Chevron and how he pushed back against Biden trying to paint the oil companies as blood-sucking price gougers. We will also get into this uh, growing number of churches and pro-life clinics that continue to be attacked by uh, radicals on the left, while Merrick Merrick Garland, the uh, attorney general, remains silent while he hangs out somewhere over the rainbow with Judy Garland, and uh, he's in la-la land while all this is going on. The silence is deafening, my friend. Oh, and I can't forget, sorry, that you know we're bringing you the rights and wrongs of the week, and we're going to be ending the show with the always popular, come on, man, segment of the day. And here's a little hint. It might be about the man that created the phrase himself this week. (laughs) Did you know that he fell off his bike? Whoa. That's not what it's about, but yes, it is about him. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. Yeah, we've got a packed, packed show. So I guess uh, I got nothing else to say right now except uh, Rick Flair. Can you take it away for us? Because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! 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 
All right, all right, all right. So, everybody, uh, this past weekend, I'm, I'm sure uh, you might have forgot, but it was uh, actually Father's Day. I know it got a little bit overshadowed with the whole uh, Juneteenth celebration that was taking over the uh, national conversation. And if you're in a blue, 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 blue city like myself, uh, taking over everything that was going on. So Father's Day was just a little blip on the radar, which at the end of the day, it uh, all these days are, are whatever. It is what it is. Um, I get all the thanks I need uh, every day of my life being around my kids, my wife, my family, uh, and just like I'm sure most of you do too. You know, all these things, birthdays, holidays, they, they, it never ends, the celebrations. So it's just another day of the week. Uh, yeah, it's nice to do something, whatever, be able to chill out, relax, but um, hang out with your family. My wife uh, agreed to watch The Terminator with me, which was pretty fun, and she actually liked it more than she thought she would. So, uh, you know, you can you can kind of, that, that's the way I like to use these holidays, maybe get like a little extra, like, pick with the remote or something like that. Although, uh, don't get her on this show because she'll tell you that I have uh, about 90 to 95% of the picks with that remote anyways. But I digress. The point of the of, of the thing for me is like all these days are just watered down by this point. But um, I saw something that really stood out to me. This tweet by Andrea Campbell here in Boston caught my attention. Why don't we just play that for you real quick and uh, and, and I'll let you guys know where I stand on this and, and what I sent her out as a tweet. So, Juice, you got this one for me? Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. You know, our men don't get the attention they deserve for the work they do. This park is packed with fathers, so happy Father's Day to the fathers out there, the stepfathers, the guardians, the uncles, all of that. Thank you for the work and you do every day. You catch that? So she, she was okay with the happy Father's Day, that's what she wanted, but then she had to go three steps too far with the stepfathers, the uncles, the guardians, because in her mind, in the left in general, a father is interchangeable with whatever they happen to to want to use at the time. And for that matter, so are mothers. They do not believe in a family structure. They do not believe in family roles. So for her, it doesn't matter if a child has a father in their life an uncle in their life, a guardian in their life, a stepfather in their life. doesn't matter as long as it's some sort of figure. Um, you know, if she had it her way and if the left in general had it their way, government would be their father. Uh, Sleepy Joe up there is, is everyone's dad. So we should have just said happy, happy Father's Day to him, to Grandpa, President Houseplant. <laughs> but that, that's a problem um, because they're not the same. Nothing can replace an actual father. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Nothing can replace an actual mother. And to have a successful, healthy, thriving family, it needs both a father and a mother within the same household. Too many people, it's, it's been too normalized to uh, be living with divorced parents left and right, um, to be living with, with two moms, two dads, um, to be living with a single mom or a single dad, whatever it may be. But that stuff it, it's, is not the same as a traditional family that has a married mother and a father in the house raising the children together as one family unit. It just doesn't replace it. I mean, I can't help myself nowadays, but um, the beautiful Miss Ashley, my wife, 
she will uh she's ready to kill me with all the all the datelines during that five percent of the time that she gets to pick what we watch we'll watch dateline episodes and i can't help but point it out i would say just about every single episode the person who's missing the person who's who's you know ends up being murdered got abducted whatever it may be comes from a family that is divorced parents or um you know, living with a, a stepfather. There's always some sort of family dynamic that is is off like that. And not that that means not that that means you should be you know murdered, abducted, anything like that. But the point I make with that is that it sets people up to already be in a in a more difficult situation in a non ideal circumstance. So the most recent one we were watching was a girl who ended up, she she never had a father in the picture. She had her first stepfather was one of the suspects at one point. And then her second stepfather ended up being the one who murdered her and um, I think sexually assaulted her and hit her body. And just, it, it, it is never a normal, healthy, traditional family structure, most often. So... It can happen to anybody. Of course it can. But what are we surrounding ourselves with? What types of role models do we have in our lives? Are our parents the people that are going to be there to own their own responsibilities to raise their own kids? Are they all showing these kids and and showing the generations that have come after us that when circumstances get difficult, you can just take your ball and go home. You can cut your losses and, and just quit. That's what we've taught people these days. That's that's the world we now live in. And it has completely um, destroyed what marriage really is and should be. And that's important. That That's something that's been broken down now successfully throughout the years. But does anybody actually realize or, or like take marriage serious for what it's supposed to be? Like what are you signing up for when you do get married? Again, go uh, use my Catholic roots for me, but that's when you're getting married, you are deciding in in the face of God, your friends and your community, your family, that these two people are now joined together in more than just a piece of paper. It's it's in flesh. They're becoming one and the same. We are one unit. We cease to be two separate people at that point. And that's what marriage that's what you're agreeing to. That's what you're devoting yourselves to. You are joining yourselves in the most intimate way possible. And there is no walking away from that. You can't just decide like, okay, well, you know, we got in an argument. We had a fight. We disagree about something. So we're, we're going to go do our own thing now. We're going to be healthier this way. No, there is no healthier. Me and her are joined together. And that's what, that's what, it is. That's what you're agreeing to, and that's what you should want. What else is there in life? There's nothing more important than your family, and, and it's worth holding it together and fighting for it. And that includes the parents holding together their relationship and fighting to keep it together and alive and well and nurtured. All right, so why don't we uh, jump into the wrongs of the week? That's not right. <laughs> so before 
we jump into that, I just wanted to thank everybody for the f- positive feedback we've been getting on this new segment. Again, uh, if you like what we're talking about here, you have anything more to add or, uh, or, or laugh about anything, throw us a comment on any one of our social network channels. Uh, we're all over the place. Gab.com, Truth Social, Getter, whatever that thing is, if that's how you say it right. Were we on Snapface there when we were talking about that? <laughs> YouTube page, Rumble, everything. Okay, Facebook. Twitter, tweeting away, twitting away. Is that on your face or whatever? Or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) So please, throw a comment on there. Let us know what you think of the right and wrongs of the week. So without further ado, here is the number five wrong of the week. This one is going out to J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, who is no longer Jenny from the block because she is just so Hollywood that she's jumping right in on the indoctrination um, camp that that they're doing out there in La La Land. It is ridiculous. Uh, she is just the latest celebrity now to come out with a trans-identifying child. So I guess it's uh, she introduced her teenage daughter the other day as them they when she came up in or they them is it they them or them they does it matter which one comes first i don't even know i don't know but either way um she's a her or a she but j-lo insisted on introducing her as a them or a they or whatever because that's what these nut jobs are doing in hollywood just like back when uh angelina jolie and brad pitt were grabbing kids left and right from uh Ethiopia and Africa and India or wherever else they were getting kids from. That was the trend back then. All these Hollywood people adopting kids from third world countries. Now every one of these Hollywood knuckleheads happen to be coming out with a trans child. So it's just out of control. Stop with this nonsense. We got to start ignoring it or we got to start calling these people out even more for the ridiculousness. Stop subscribing to their nonsense. Stop listening to them because she's just, she's gone. She's lost it. Our number four wrong of the week is Missouri Senate candidate, uh, Republican Eric Greitens. He uh, put out this ad that's getting banned from from everywhere on the Internet now of him going rhino hunting. And, uh, you know, we know what that term means, the Republican in name only. So this guy, this is his uh, campaign video, and it is just uh, not good. Not good. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today... We're going rhino hunting. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Join the MAGA crew. Get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. Wow. Um... That guy, for, for those of you who have not seen that video yet, go look it up if you can. But that's this candidate outside of a just a suburban house, and he's got a shotgun in his hand and a team of army-looking fatigue-dressed guys all locked and loaded, and they kick in somebody's – they kick in a door and uh, throw smoke bombs in there, and he walks in with the gun – so, and he's going rhino hunting and all that. We're sitting here. I'm doing segments left and right about the nonsense from the left and uh, getting their bases all fired up to the to the point that they go out and try to murder Supreme Court justices. 
And this guy's out here trying to get elected, putting out videos with himself, kicking in doors and shotguns, saying he's going rhino hunting. I mean, come on. I understand that, like, I would think that's not what he is actually planning on doing. He's trying to make a point. But at this point, that's a little bit too much. That's going to get people to go off the deep end. And before you know it, we're going to have crazy nut job mega hat people going and trying to take out um, the rhinos of the world in the Republican Party. And that's not going to be good for the actual conservatives who want to do something positive in this country and go back to America first on things and go back to respecting the Constitution and loving this country. Guys like this are going to undermine that because all it's going to take is one loose cannon nut job to see that campaign video go take somebody out. And now all of a sudden, that's every conservative out there is unhinged and, and just like this nut. So a little bit over the top with your, with your nonsense campaign video. And I hope that this guy does not earn the primary, the, the nomination to run for Senate uh, in Missouri, because that's not the type of guy you need on a ticket. All right. The number three rung of the week goes to the U.S. Navy for putting out this fantastic video um, trying to explain to everybody how to use pronouns properly. Yes, the U.S. Navy. So, Juice, why don't you take it away for us? Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. Wow. So but before we even keep going with this one, uh, I'd just like to tell everybody, you guys got to see this video because they couldn't have gotten two worse actors to participate in this. Uh, it's like watching like something you would have seen get wheeled out on the uh, TV that has the VCR built into it when you're in middle school with people trying to like explain like sex ed or something like that, where it's just horrible, horrible actors that like are missing their cues, not looking in the right direction while they talk, look super like stiff and rehearsed. That's these two donkeys um, on on film doing this little little seminar, whatever they want to call it. Right off the bat, it's great when they try to say we are here to talk about, and they like look at each other, and they're supposed to say pronouns like at the same time and like they're definitely off by like a half a second. Like the guy starts saying it, and the girl's like hesitates, like she's like. Pronouns. Like it's not as obvious as I'm uh, making it out to be there, but it's uh, it's definitely there and it's awesome. I was dying. So you guys got to see that. I don't understand what the Navy's trying to accomplish with this, but they uh, they have lost their way. I guess I can just say that. We're gonna fast forward a little bit through this one because it's a long clip. It's about four minutes long, and we don't have that much time. But juice. What do you think they would tell you if you need a little bit of advice on if you uh, happen to misgender somebody, huh? To accept the correction and move on. 
the most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> Did you get that? Oh, thank you for telling me that. And he's just like creepily staring over at her when like, I feel like they're supposed to be like talking to the camera, but I don't know. It's so strange. So strange. So why don't we uh, keep going forward with this thing, Juice? So I should just lead with my pronouns and they may follow or not. And if they don't, then I can just continue to use gender neutral language. Oh, okay. That clears it up for me. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Listen to this story that she tells. Just to share something with you that happened uh, the other day at a cookout I was at, we were uh, talking about pronouns and somebody was disagreeing with how different people um, see themselves as different pronouns. And the argument was, if you look like a female, then it's she, her, because that's what's normal. And if you make me call you something else, then you're infringing on my rights. And I, I was really taken aback by the comment and I really wasn't sure how to respond. And the only thing I could really think quickly to say was, it's not about you at all. And it's mostly and ultimately about respect. It is about respect. That's an important point to make. And I think you did the right thing. I think it's important to keep it short and simple. What I would have said to help them understand better is to talk about mispronouncing names. For example, my name is Johnny, spelled J-O-N-Y. And it's normal for someone to pronounce my name like Joni. But if I were to tell you over and over again, my name is Johnny, and you insist on mispronouncing my name, I would feel disrespected by you. Some names are very difficult to pronounce, but do you know what is very easy to pronounce? She, he, they. All right. Well, at least they timed it out all right at the very end with the she, the, they, she, he, they at the end of the video. So did you hear the way Joni tried to explain all that? Like he completely misrepresents this as all about respect. It's not about respect because if they had any respect for the people they're dealing with, they would respect the English language, tradition. They would respect the norms of society and not expect the entire world to form around their feelings. Okay, Joni? So if you happen to be at a cookout and you completely look like a guy like you do, Joni, and you start telling everybody that you go by she, her, or they, them, and, and you're upset that they're not calling you that, that's a you problem. That's not everybody else's problem to deal with. And that's what the, the girl in the video says during her thing, too, that... um that it's not about you to the person at our cookout. No, it's not about you, person who thinks that you're transgender or, or pronoun fluid or whatever it is you might identify as. It's not about you either. So you can't have it both ways, okay? In some instance, somebody needs to be quote-unquote disrespected or um, treated differently. You can't both win. So... I'm going to err on the side of um, the normal traditions that we have, the normal standards of society, and that's what we're going to go by. Okay, Joni? So, U.S. Navy, you get a big fat wrong for this whole nonsense propaganda video that you put out there. Number two. Our number two wrong of the week is... 
this public school teacher that made her entire class stand and recite the Black National Anthem, whatever that is. <laughs> she insisted on it, I think, to commemorate Juneteenth, it must have been. But um, before we play the video, I guess if you all out there in the right and wrong community could please kindly stand, remove your caps, and uh, refrain from placing your hand over your heart because your hand belongs to be in a fist raised to the sky. So take it away, Juice. Face up. On the count of three. One, two, three. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the Afro-American people. Under God, I will protect freedom. Seek peace. Honor our ancestors. And encourage and support the development and prosperity of people of African descent. You may be seated. Wow. Look at that nonsense, huh? There is your uh, tax dollars hard at work for you, supporting that. Can't we just all um, be proud Americans? I mean, the American National Anthem pretty much stands for all of that, with the exception of um, the prosperity and specific outline to African-descended people. No, we want that for people that are American citizens, okay? Whether you're African-descendant, you're a Native American-descendant like Elizabeth Warren, whether you're um, Irish descent, whether you're Mexican descent, whether you're Russian descent, um, Canadian descent, Vietnamese descent, anywhere. China. Wherever you're from, if you have come here and you are an American citizen, you are an American. And that's what that American national anthem stands for. For all of us. It's for all of us to pursue liberty and justice for all. So we don't need a specific black national anthem. If you want to do that on your own time, go for it. But we do not need that within the public schools of the United States of America. So get that out of here. And our number one wrong of the week comes from... My girl, actually Juice's girl, he's the one who, who first um, pointed her out to me, Savannah Hernandez. She's kind of like a um, field reporter that is like a live-action libs of TikTok. Instead of like taking their videos and just posting them... She goes and asks some questions, and they just say ridiculous stuff. But anyways, she was at the DC Pride Parade um, last week, and she posted this video of uh, a couple of her different interactions along the way. So before we get to the person that we're um, highlighting here, this daycare worker, why don't we just hear her introduction to the video, because I think it's, it's great. So Juice, you want to give us that? What's up, guys? This is Savannah Hernandez at DC Pride. As you can tell, I'm very excited to be here at this family-friendly event that smells like Snoop Dogg's house and where people are openly drinking alcohol in the streets. Let's go check it out. <laughs> I love it. As you can tell, I'm happy to be here. She's stone-faced. And uh, as soon as she says family-friendly, the editing of the video takes in great with a guy being dragged around um, in bondage gear on a chain with a mask on his face. He looks like the gimp from Pulp Fiction walking down the street and just completely, completely inappropriate for children. Classless, um, obscene, nasty, nasty, um, degenerate behavior going on at this parade. And the editing, like I said, was phenomenal. So why don't we get to this daycare worker that Savannah happened to talk to? Um, I absolutely love it. I work at a Montessori daycare. 
and we are very open sexuality based with our children. We have several children that are non-binary, very queer, and it's just a beautiful community, so I love to see it here as well. What? I mean, daycare, right? Daycare implies to me that that's before they can go to public school. So, like, before the age of kindergarten, we're talking babies to, what, maybe five, four, somewhere in that neighborhood. And she's talking about having several kids that identify as non-binary or trans fluid or whatever she said. Like, oh, this is this is a problem, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you guys, uh, <laughs> but... This is not very good. This is disturbing. And people like that should not be around our children. That's someone who is immature and um, a sexual deviant if, if that's the way they're treating and interacting with little children like that. Daycare. Daycare age kids. And that's their teacher. How much money are these parents shelling out to send them to that daycare? And they got to worry about a freak like that? Oh, come on. We got to do something about this, people. And thank God for the Savannah Hernandezes of the world and the libs of TikTok and the primetime Alex Steins. All these people that are going in and getting this footage and video because I don't think enough people realize how real this really is. I think people are happy just pretending it's not happening like that or pretending it's not happening to their own kids. But look at it. It's out there. It's all over the place. And I guarantee you, if you're in a city like mine, if you're in a blue state, if you're in a in any urban city, whether you're in a red or blue state, these are the types of people that are in the public schools, that are in the daycares, that are around your children. So you got to stop paying attention and we got to do something about it. All right. So the first thing I want to get into today is a report from the Daily Wire article. Um, It shows headline says survey shows fewer Americans believe in God than ever before. And it's a great article. It um, talks about a new survey that was released from Gallup that has recorded, um, you know, through their polling, the number of people that actually admit to believing um, in God, if they think God exists. And Big surprise that the Libs and the Dems had the biggest drop-off since the last time they did a poll like this. I'm a very Catholic person. So at this time, only 72% of Democrats believe that God exists compared to 92% of Republicans. Conservatives are at a 94% belief versus 62% of liberals that believe in God. And there's only 68% of young people actually believe in God. This is some dangerous stuff, people. This means we're in a decline. Our society is going in the wrong direction. Again, what's that John Adams quote? The Constitution that we have was designed only for a religious and moral people. The less religious we become, the less morality we have as a nation. And that's only going to lead to more hubris, more pride, less humility, and a spiral into self That's all we care about these days. The young people that are out there, the libs, the progressives, it's all about individuality, all about the self. Very, very selfish group of people. And that's not good when you're trying to conduct 
um, business and you're trying to run a country that should be um, best for all. They don't believe in that. They can't even see that. So we're going to break ourselves down into so many different groups and categories and selves that we will no longer have a nation to protect. We will no longer have one united country. It's already happening. And it's a dangerous, dangerous idea. It's a dangerous thought. And we need to nip it in the bud. And the way we do that is we recommit to God. We get people back into churches. Another Gallup poll that um, came out in December showed that between the years 2010 and 2020, the number of people that said they went to church this past week went from 40% down to 29%, the lowest it's ever been. Back in the 50s, 60s, it was up over 50% would answer that question. So we got to get people back into churches. We got to get people back believing in what they, what they preach, what they practice, what they pray for. It's not a good thing for this country to completely remove religious values, religious morals, religious traditions. Because when left on our own, then we go and pursue our worst vices. We go and pursue our worst fantasies. We go and pursue anything that's going to make you, the individual, feel good at that moment without any regard to how it's going to make you feel down the road, what it's going to do to anybody around you, what it's going to do to anybody within your family. It's all about you, the individual self. And that is not a good thing. I'm starting to get real sick of the people that want to try to um, use the phrase separation of church and state because I just don't think they understand what that means. That phrase is in reference to the state removing religion from the communities, from the public square, from people's lives. It's been completely flipped. And now people try to act like the state, the government, the public square has no place for religion, which is just not true. The whole reason we have the, the laws that we have come from religious morals. There's a reason why murder is murder and it's wrong. Otherwise, you could just do that if you wanted. There's a reason why we have laws about property protection. There's a reason why we have laws about um, drug usage and decency laws. There's a reason all these things are in place and they come from religion, whether you like that or not. We're not barbarians. We're not just give in to any vice that you have. We have discipline and there is no discipline if, that, if it's not enforced if there's no way to gauge that and to judge that. And why are we here as a society judging that? What gives us the authority to do that? Because there's natural law, ladies and gentlemen. There's basic wrongs and rights. And those come from somewhere, right? They didn't just get made up out of nowhere. It's because we are a religious and moral people. We have a creator and we know who our creator is. Whether you want to admit that or not, that's what makes us different from everything else on this planet. And to try to ignore that and act like that has nothing to do with the world that we live in, the public square, which we're all members of, that's just asinine. So we need to stop using that separation of church and state inaccurately. And we need to get back into the churches and we need to get back into that belief in God that we used to have and we used to hold dear in our hearts here in this country. All right. 
And this story here is going to be another one from the Daily Wire. So don't forget to uh, let them know that you heard about them here on the Right and Wrong Show when you go sign up for a membership with them. Shoot them a little email, say Brian Ruka sent you, or the truth box over there sent you their way. But uh, the headline from the article says, Chevron CEO rips Biden's attempt to vilify the oil industry in a scathing letter. So all you've heard since these prices have gone skyrocketing up for your gas is Biden talk about oil companies, gas companies, the, the, gas, uh, the gas suppliers, they are price gouging. They're killing us at the pump or Biden's inflation, Biden's gas prices are killing us. When in reality, most of this is caused because of incompetent Joe's green energy policies that he wants to uh, wants to put in place because of the radical progressives that have dominated his party. So you remember when he came in and he completely shut down the Keystone Pipeline that we would be getting our own supply of oil right now, be able to be self-sufficient with that if we had that up and running right now, if he didn't end that the second he came in. Yeah, that pipeline, that could be here. Um, remember all the all the work President Trump was doing, becoming self-sufficient with our oil within our own country? Yeah, Sleepy Joe wants to end all that. Or well, he did end all that. And now we're dependent on the Russians, who now we can't get it from, or from the Saudi Arabians, who Biden hates, and now he's going to go crawl on his hands and knees back to them, try, try and get oil from them. So he's going around trying to put this all on uh, on the big bad corporations. That's his, that's his go-to. That's the left's go-to all the time. These greedy CEOs, these corporate thieves that are out there jacking their prices up on the American people. But in reality, if you had a business and your business happened to be within the oil industry, how would you feel about your future when all you hear is stuff coming from this White House or for all of his allies in the Go Green movement about how they're going to be completely green energy off of oil within the next 10 years, 15 years, whatever they say. Would you feel confident and comfortable running your company like that? Hell no. If Biden could take the strings off a little bit here and let these people do what they do best and produce and to make this stuff and to drill a little bit more, then maybe these prices could come down. But he doesn't want to do that. Nope. He wants to... uh have his cake and eat it too, as they say. So some of the stuff that came out of this letter was was great. There's a quote in here. So in the article, it says, the energy executive explained that there is a simple strategy that Biden can enact to lower costs and provide certainty for the industry. Quote, we need clarity and consistency on policy matters ranging from leases and permits on federal lands to the ability to permit and build critical infrastructure to the proper role of regulation that considers both costs and benefits. Many of these elements are described in our industry's recently released 10-point plan, end quote. So that's what I'm talking about right there. The regulation, the costs of these green initiatives versus the benefits that you're going to get from them. I don't see the Biden administration willing to compromise with some of their uh, pie-in-the-sky green energy um you know, deals that they want and regulations they want in place in order to help offset some of the cost at the pump that's hitting everyday Americans now. All they've told you to do is go get a go get an electric vehicle at $65,000 for, for one of them. Oh, not to mention like a four-month waiting list too if you happen to be able to purchase one. So a lot of good that's going to do you. 
this is the inevitable result of all of the um, environmental save the world, save the planet BS. We need to weigh the pros and cons of these things. And that's what I'll never understand. Anybody who wants to talk um, that they're, they're idealists who are not um, realists, that's the left in a nutshell for the most part, the utopian worldview that is just unachievable and unrealistic to expect. All the climate change people of the world, all the advocates like that, they don't take into account what 100% clean energy would, would look like. We can't be the biggest, most advanced civilization country that's ever existed and be completely carbon-free or whatever whatever the term is. If we wanted to do that, then we need to get rid of all of our stuff. We got to get rid of cars, planes. We go back to, to taking horse and wagons places. You guys ready to do that? Get rid of the internet. Get rid of these TVs. Get rid of uh, our cell phones. We ready to go all the way back to that? You know, we can we can get, remove all these things from, from the world these days, but then we won't be an advanced civilization like we are. So what do we want to do here? How much green is, it, is worth it? How much, um, you know, clean energy is worth it when you got regular everyday people struggling this much at the pump? Is there a happy medium? Because it doesn't seem like the Democrats ever want to find that. They're an all or nothing kind of a party. All right. And before we move into the next segment, why don't we get to those rights of the week? I know you guys have all been waiting for those. So without further ado, and I don't have as much time because I spent a little too much time on those wrongs. So I'm going to try and bang these ones out a little bit quicker. So the number five right of the week is Joe Biden appointing Marilyn Malerba as the next treasurer of the United States. And why is that a right? Well, because Joe Biden actually gave it to a Native American, a real Native American. She's actually the chief of the uh, Mohegan tribe out there in Connecticut. I'm just considering it a right because he didn't give it to a fake Indian like uh, Chief Warren over there in the Senate from the Warren tribe here in Massachusetts. So at least with his virtue signaling, um, identity politics, he at least advanced the career of a actual Native American this time instead of a fake Native American. So I guess we'll give you guys a right for that one. The number four right of the week is Mr. James Cameron, of course. Now, we all know that people like to doubt the talents of James Cameron. And I figured what better time than about six months out from the release of Avatar 2 than to remind everybody just how great James Cameron really is when he comes out with phenomenal movies like Titanic. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> everybody, everybody wanted to crush him. It was over budget. It was never going to work. It had a, uh, had a subpar opening weekend. Went on to be one of the best movies of all time. How about The Terminator? That was probably the worst Arnold of all time, but phenomenal, phenomenal movie from the original one, his first ever film where he uh, just brilliant, brilliant mind at work coming up with that concept to the second, which was uh, just clinic in CGI and uh, filming technology. So Cameron, just phenomenal filmmaker. I have no doubt that Avatar 2 is going to be just as good as that original one and all you haters out there who want to try to say it wasn't that good. People 
filled the theaters to go see that thing. And everyone forgets just how phenomenal and impressive it was to see it in the theater with the appropriate 3D technology. So I can't wait to see this one. And I have full confidence in Mr. James Cameron to produce another fantastic blockbuster movie. His name is James, James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. The number three right of the week is the people of San Francisco recalling their nut job of a left-wing lunatic district attorney, Mr. Chesa Bowden. Yes, they recalled his ass for not putting anybody in jail and for letting that country, I mean, for letting that city go into a state of decline like never before. Homelessness running rampant, stepping around human feces on the streets, crime all over the place. Are we, were we surprised by that? Anybody ever hear of this, this kid's parents? Yeah, both of them got locked up when he was 14 months old because they were radical leftists that um, were involved in a robbery that turned into a murder when they tried to hijack a armored car to fund their ridiculous left-leaning radical organization that they had. Yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with this clown. Thankfully, the voters in a very heavy blue city like San Francisco even realized just how ridiculous and radical this guy is, and they sent him packing. So that was a big, 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 big right out there in San Francisco. The number two right of the week is Peter Ducey, Mr. Zach Morris over there in the White House briefing room, uh, going at it once again with the black lesbian press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Why is the president saying (laughs) that inflation is worse everywhere but here? As we have said, uh, it is uh, it is it is. It is caused by, uh, uh, clearly, um, the pandemic, this once-in-a-generation pandemic that we are coming out of, and also, uh, most recently, uh, the war that uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation. Globally, though, he says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think what we are saying is that... Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of once-in-a-lifetime once in pandemic, because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. Oh, I love it. He was even asking that question with a nice grin on his face. He, he's eating this up. He loves, uh, he loves being able to put these people on the defensive with these questions, and it's awesome. Keep it up, Ducey. Great, great work. Uh, that was him pushing back to the claim that America was better off um, in this inflation that's going on right now than the rest of the world. And you heard Ducey rattle off all those other countries that are actually doing better right now than the United States. And then she, of course, no answer to that and just, uh, Putin, uh, Putin, 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 Putin. That's the only thing they have to say. Oh, my God, it's awesome. Great job, Peter Ducey. Yeah, Mr. Putin, please show some mercy. I mean, come on, drop a bomb, won't you? All right, the number one right of the week is a reasonable drag queen out there. Why don't you guys listen to this one coming from uh, coming from someone within the drag community? What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? 
Other than put on makeup and and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, It makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing. Oh, amen right there. Great, great work. That's going to be tough to do, too, to speak out uh, and to speak up like that when you're in a, in a community and you know that you're going against the grain. You're going against what the accepted um, talking points are. So that's uh, that, that was just summed it up perfectly. I don't think I can add much more to that other than the left does enjoy um, using porn stars to advance their agenda if it happens to suit them. Drag queens just happen to be who they're using at the moment right now. But remember when they were using Stormy Daniels not too long ago? So they don't care. They don't They don't care about what goes on behind the scenes, what type of people that they're dealing with. They have no concept of the morality or what um, makes these people tick or, or what type of person they're dealing with. They just, um, they're there for the caricature, which is, you know, what drag is anyways. Like, it's a character of a woman. They only want that. They don't want you to know who these people are behind the scenes. They don't care about any of that. They just want to use them in the moment to try to make it seem like they're down for the cause. Or like the drag queen there had said, like they're uh, woke and with it and supportive when you really are harming these people. So amen to the drag queen for speaking out when it was difficult and kind of speaking some common sense about this whole issue that's going on these days. <laughs> Gotta love those rights of the week. Great job with those juice. That's a lot of fun. I really like that segment. 
<laughs> so this next story comes from cnsnews.com. And the headline says, Catholic vote and conservative leaders uh, call on A.G. Garland to take action against attacks on pro-life centers. So in case you're living under a rock these days or you just subscribe only to the uh, mainstream media, you'll um, be surprised to learn that Catholic churches and pro-life facilities continue to be attacked viciously by the uh, hard left in anticipation of this Supreme Court ruling about Roe vs. Wade. And some of the stuff that's going on is just nasty, vile, disgusting, disgusting stuff. Um, there's spray paint all over the place. There's some, some of these facilities have been firebombed, uh, Molotov cocktails, nasty, nasty stuff. And it's getting no coverage whatsoever. I don't hear a thing about it. Specifically, don't hear a thing from the Attorney General uh, Wedgie Garland, Merrick Garland, the would-be, wannabe, almost Supreme Court justice, sniveling, weaselly little little twerp that he is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to be name Collie, but this guy just looks like this tiny little nerdy little guy. Like, ooh, Merrick Garland. Yep. Uh, uh, what's going to go on? Uh, uh, this is what we're here to do. And... Uh, uh, please don't hit me. <laughs> this guy. He reminds me of, uh, from the made-for-TV It movie, the, the Eddie Spaghetti guy, who's just like the mama's boy who can't go anywhere without his, uh, inhaler. Anytime somebody gives him a little bit of pushback, he needs to breathe into a brown paper bag. That's what, that's what he looks like to me. One too many swirlies, uh, in middle school for Merrick Garland. So a letter was sent to, um, the attorney general, by, who was it, 25 conservative and pro-life family organizations signed on to the letter. They say in the, in the letter, quote, We, the undersigned presenting millions of Americans, are writing to voice our concerns over the increased attacks against churches, pregnancy resource centers, and pro-life organizations in the aftermath of the leaked draft opinion in the Supreme Court Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. So they're calling on the attorney general to do something about this in the article. It says, according to the U S conference of Catholic bishops, at least 139 incidents have occurred in 35 States and the district of Columbia since May of 2020. These incidents include arson statues, beheaded limbs, cut smashed and painted gravel stones, defaced SWAT stickers and anti-Catholic language and American flags next to them burned and other destructive destruction and vandalism. The letter notes that since the leaked Supreme Court opinion in May 2022, there have been numerous death threats against conservative justices on the court. Obviously, we know about that one. Their addresses have been published and left-wing activists are protesting outside their homes in violation of federal law, and there has been at least one attempted assassination, the one on Justice Kavanaugh. The letter also quotes that uh, or, or states that, quote, under 18 U.S. Code 247, it is the duty of the attorney general to investigate and prosecute when necessary for substantial justice those who do damage to religious property or participate 
in the obstruction of persons in the free exercise of religious beliefs. We call on you to publicly condemn these unlawful attacks, to commit to vigorous efforts to prevent them, and to investigate and prosecute them, and to proactively engage with the affected faith communities to ensure their concerns and security needs are being met. End quote. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous it needs to come to this. Just imagine, flip it around the other way. This would be leading the headline headline news every single night of the week. And this guy can't even let people feel comfortable going to church, tell them he's got their back, tell them they're going to do everything they can to catch these sick SOBs out there that are defacing churches and destroying pro-life organizations. It's, it's sickening, absolutely disgusting. And your silence, Merrick Garling, is deafening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is your favorite time of the show. It is our Come On Man segment of the day. And we got a doozy for you today. It is our president in chief, our president in name only, I guess I should call him. Joseph Biden, when he visited the Jimmy Kimmel show last week, you're going to want to hear this one. So, Juice, why don't you why don't you give it to us? I've Sorry. never been more optimistic in my life, though. I'll tell you why. I, why are you so optimistic? No, it I, makes no sense. No, it does. <laughs> Look at the kids. Look at the young people. Best educated, least prejudiced, most giving generation in American history. Turn on the television now. You turn on the, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from inf- increase the... The, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. All, all the talk about it. I was able to reduce people's bills about 400 bucks a month. <laughs> right. Let's stop him there for a sec. Uh, can we just ignore the fact that when he first said, uh, look at, t- turn on the TV, and he made a hand gesture like he was turning the knob of his old, uh, you know, the, those old click TVs, the black and white ones, the, the first ones that ever came out. We had to turn like the, the dial, the knob. That's what, that's the gesture he was making. <laughs> that's that's our president. He remembers those days. Oh man, he thinks we're back in those days. I think when he's talking about watch the watch the commercials, you don't see biracial couples. I mean, he's not watching the the commercials I'm watching from nowadays. That's all you see on TV. Back when he was talking about like those days when he's flicking on his TV, like he like he gestured for maybe all he saw was uh, white people in the ads, but not anymore, my friend. All right, let's let him keep rambling here. No so, question. So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it look how way. the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, I, it's, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it; you overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, 
they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I if don't you don't mind, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, I we have some you. biracial commercials we need to show. We'll be back with President Biden. We are back with the president. Wow. Nice save, Jimmy Kimmel. Getting him, uh, getting him out of that one. But what was he trying to say there? He started like eight different trains of thought and just stopped. He said, we got a communication problem. So what we got to do is scratch that. Let me flip that around. We uh, need people to go and do um, uh, hot dogs and uh, biracial stuff. And, and, and come on, man. We got to do something out there. We got to do something about it with the number of clicks and the tweets and the retweets and the and the and the 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 nightly news. You know the news. We got to do something about the nightly news on there. Walter Cronkite needs you to uh, give him a number of clicks and <laughs> come on, do something, Jimmy. We gotta we gotta communicate this stuff. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? Remember that movie Black Sheep? The uh, the the <laughs> Chris Farley one. I think it gets overshadowed a little bit because Tommy Boy was so good. But Black Sheep, when he gets mistaken for his brother who's running for governor, and uh, and they they send Farley out on stage to give a speech to <laughs> at a concert. Um, we might have some of that audio. Juice, you think you can find that for us? Yeah, that this is what that sounded like. This this is the same thing as the president right now. Um. Not supposed to be here. Ah. God, what is this? I, uh, I guess I could sure use some cupcakes or some peanut butter cups about now. Yeah, you know what that's about. Yeah. So I guess you guys should vote, you know, because, uh, Voting kicks ass, right? Yeah! And, uh, you gotta fight for your right to vote! That's one small step for man, one giant. I have a dream! I mean, come on, you tell me the difference between the two. I can't, I can't see anything different. So because of your brilliant communication skills, your way to articulate your point and to really uh, rally the people around you, President Biden, it pains me to do this, but you, my friend, have earned yourself one of your own big old fat classic. Come on, man. And that's our show today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I had a blast doing this one, um, and I hope you guys all subscribe to the show, share us on your social media networks. Please help us build this audience up, and don't forget to check out that wethepatriotsusa.org. Maybe throw a couple bucks to the lawsuit, and uh, we can help kill this wokeism in its tracks. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else for you guys except thanks for having me. 
Funk Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.